Hello everyone, this is Katie here and I am so excited to be hanging out with you for this solo cast of the Wellness Revolution podcast. I am just really looking forward to sharing more about me and my story and what led me to this point um, to be so passionate about helping others and what led me to this place of really feeling aligned with this mission and this idea of creating the Wellness Revolution podcast. So just a brief introduction. My name is Katie. I am located in the San Francisco Bay Area. That's actually where I was born and raised. I'm very much a California girl. Um, I went to school in New York City for a few years and had an incredible experience there, met amazing people that will be lifelong friends, but realized that the East Coast probably isn't for me. (laughs) I feel very fortunate that I've had the chance to to uh, be in several different parts of the country to visit, to travel. And I just keep coming back to California. You know, it, it, I think the weather may be a huge deal breaker for me, but I mean, like, can you blame me? <laughs> you know, even living in the San Francisco Bay Area where we have fog and the weather can be a little temperamental, it still is my favorite. And I just love the people. I love everything that we have here. And the weather is probably the biggest deal breaker. So you can find me in California. That's probably where I'll always be. Um, I am the founder of Take Care and I help women um, improve body image and cultivate self-love. So I am all about body love, body acceptance, um, body trust and liberation, um, having a healthy relationship with yourself and all these layers that there are to self-love. And I'll definitely dive into those during this episode. But um, what I really do is I created a program, a monthly program called the Self-Love Clubhouse. Um, Enrollment depending on when you're listening to this, enrollment may not be open. It's not open all the time. But what that does is it offers monthly trainings at a low price on all things self-love. So I mean, to dive in a little bit about my views on self-love, I see self-love as this this layered, multifaceted concept. Um, I think that loving yourself definitely is, you know, just that it's, it's having that love, um, for who you are and being comfortable in your own skin. But I also think it's, you know, appreciating and respecting and loving your body as well. And that totally encompasses how you treat it and how you talk to it and how you think about it. Um, I think that having a healthy relationship with food is a huge aspect of self-love. I think your mindset is so, so important when it comes to self-love. And I just think that there's all these layers and, in my own journey of going from a place of very much hating myself to being able to accept my body and love myself as I am and really create this beautiful, loving relationship just with me and myself. Um, I know all that I had to put into that and I know how hard that was. And I kind of had that firsthand opportunity to see what, what that involved to make that transformation. So I felt like some type of monthly program where I could offer monthly um, like videos and worksheets and resources and trainings every single month to really break those those things down to to help you love yourself more to build this connection with your body um, would be really valuable. So I launched that in January of 2018. Um, so like I said, depending on when you're listening, um, this may it may be open now, it may not be. Who knows where it'll be then? But currently in February of 2018, um, that's where it is. Um, I love working with people one-on-one. I love working with people in groups. I love hosting events. 
I'm just at this part in my business where I have a mission to help as many people as I can. And I'm just really excited about all the different ways to do that. So I'm so excited that this podcast is a way to do that. I'm so excited that, you know, the self-love clubhouse is a way to do that. I'm excited that coaching is a way to do that. So, you know, again, just depending on when you're listening to this, um, I might be in a very different place, but for me, that's overall my mission. And I feel very strongly that there always will be something that's very important to me is to help other people um, embody this idea of self-love and to just feel really connected to themselves and help them move past diet culture and move past all that BS um, and really just love themselves. So that's a little bit about me. And I think that it's probably best to start a little bit more with my story in order to get into, you know, these concepts of health and wellness, what they meant to me, why the wellness revolution is so important to me. So just to start off, um, I remember this journey that I've been on with my body and with health, I feel like it's been for pretty much my entire life. Um, I remember when I was eight years old, I, it became my New Year's resolution to lose weight. And it, this was a resolution that I didn't just have for myself, but this was a resolution that I shared with my entire class at the time. Um, and actually my fourth grade teacher had to call my mom about it and had to tell her, you know, your daughter, like you should know that this is your daughter's of all the things she wants to be right now, of all the goals she has for herself. This is the one thing that she feels like is the most important is the thing that she needs to, um, to focus on the most. And at the time, you know, I didn't understand why that was a problem. I didn't understand why it was an issue, but I think at that age, I really started to become more aware of my body. And I think other people were bringing it to my attention as well. Like, friends and family. Um, I was getting bullied a little bit from girls in my class. Um, and it was just, you know, I never like worried about my body before, but all of a sudden I was going to the doctor and being told that I was too big and I had to lose weight. And, you know, that's what I had to do to be healthy. So all of a sudden it became a really big concern of mine. And I think that was kind of the starting point because then through middle school, um, I remember just, having so much fear and resistance around going to the doctors because I knew every time I went, no matter what I went for, I was going to get weighed. And I knew that they were going to tell me that my weight was too high, that my BMI was too high and I had to lose weight. And it was just such an upsetting feeling to me because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know like how to lose weight. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know why I was gaining weight, you know, being between like 10 and 13 at the time. I had such a limited idea of, of how those things happened and how to, to fix them in the way that I was being told to fix them. And, you know, constantly being, being, being told that my weight was a problem or it was an issue or just kind of being like having that being called out made me feel like that was the most important thing about me, that my body was, was the most important thing about me, um, for these reasons. And so it became, I became really down around that time, especially about my body and just really felt like I have to lose weight in order to do all the things that I want to do. You know, if I want to have a boyfriend, I'm going to have to be thinner. If I want to be healthy, I have to be thinner. Having that carefree happiness, you know, that, (laughs) that all the popular girls seem to have that comes with being thin. Um, so that became something that I became kind of obsessed with. I, um, I actually found this all girls weight loss camp in Pennsylvania. Um, and again, I was in the San Francisco Bay area. So that was all the way across the country. I convinced my parents to let me go when I was 13 for a few weeks during the summer. And I remember before going that having this thought to myself that if I just lose five pounds, like I'm going to be so happy. That's all that it's going to take is just losing five pounds and I'm going to be, feel so much better And I went to this camp for three weeks and I ended up losing a lot more than that in the time I was there. 
And I still felt exactly the same as when I showed up. Nothing changed. Um, The camp was interesting in itself. It was, I don't remember learning too much about nutrition. I remember being um, prepared meals that were pretty like low carb, high protein, a lot of vegetables, um, just a lot of salads. I remember working out for hours every single day, you know, like we would have different exercise classes that we could go to and going to like two or three different one hour classes every day. I remember um, getting along with the girls there, but I remember, you know, there still being this, this distorted relationship with food that they were teaching us where, where we would do group activities and we would do things in the camp together, but the reward would be food. Like whichever team one would get to go into town and get like an Italian ice or something. And, you know, so it was like, here we are trying to learn how to have, or like, I was hoping to learn how to have a good relationship with food and feel good about that. But, you know, still food was being treated as a reward, which was, you know, which really like confused, I think a lot of us in terms of how food should be used and how it should be consumed and, you know, and just, and all of that. So it was a really interesting experience, but you know, the biggest thing I think is just coming home and, and having lost a lot more than I originally wanted to, and still not feeling my best, um, was really my first look into this idea that nothing I could change on the outside was ever going to help me feel the way that I wanted to feel internally. You know, these goals that I had of happiness, of, um, confidence, of love, of, of just all of that, like of, of feeling healthy, of feeling smart, of feeling capable and worthy and valuable. Um, I felt like all of those were going to happen once I had this body freedom, like once my body was smaller and that wasn't something on my plate anymore, that wasn't something I had to worry about. But like, that was my first, that lesson I learned from going to that camp was my first indication that that wasn't the truth, that I wasn't going to be able to change something on the outside that was going to make me feel that way inside. I had to actually take the time to do the work on myself internally. Um, and fast forward a couple of years, I was still really obsessive about my weight. Like I said, I wasn't happy or didn't really notice any of the weight loss. So it still was a very big um, priority to me to continue to lose weight and this idea of being thin. Um, I mean, my entire life, just to give you like a, like, like an idea, I'm at the time I was around like five, three or five, four. And, you know, I was all, I've always been like at least a size 10, you know, in middle school, I was probably closer to a size 16, but that's always been my range a size like 10 to 14. Um, and when I was a sophomore in high school, I actually realized that the things that I was doing to lose weight were becoming really extreme and I didn't feel comfortable with them. I didn't really understand, um, the severity of what I was doing, but I knew that it just wasn't, um, it wasn't the right thing to do. I was, I was having a really disordered relationship with food and I ended up being diagnosed with an eating disorder. Um, because at that point, um, you know, a couple years after leaving that camp, or it was probably about a year and a half, um, I had lost a total of 60 pounds from when I started, I first went to that camp and, you know, you hear that and you think, oh my gosh, um, that must've been such an incredible feeling, but I kid you not, I felt exactly the same as when I first went to that camp. I felt like just five more pounds, just five more pounds, just 10 more pounds, just another pant size. So nothing was, was changing. Like nothing was working for me. And I started to realize that the things I was doing to lose weight were not like helping me. I wasn't feeling healthy. I wasn't feeling good. I felt like something was off. So I ended up confiding in my mom, who's a nurse and she helped me get into this 
program through her hospital to to seek recovery, which was a really interesting experience because I'm really thankful I had the the um, ability to attend something like that, and I had the resources and the access to that type of program, um, which which got me into therapy and seeing a nutritionist for about a year. Um, but I don't really remember remember after that year of recovery and that year of working with the therapist and the nutritionist of feeling feeling a lot better about myself because I think what was happening was I was being treated for this eating disorder and I was being encouraged to, you know, realize that bodies come in different shapes and sizes and that there's different ways to eat and that food is good and it shouldn't be something to be afraid of. But at the same time, I was still going to my doctor who was telling me that my BMI was too high and I had to lose weight. And so it was just a really like serious like mind fuck, <laughs> excuse my language, but it was like, it was so incredibly frustrating. Um, so, you know, from there, like my recovery continued for years and, and it was a, very much up to me to kind of figure out how to do that. But, you know, upon graduating high school, um, I went to college and still like every goal I had for myself was related to my weight. Um, and especially being away from home, you know, I had, full control over what I could eat and when I could eat and, and all of these things. And, you know, in my household, when I was younger, there was definitely good and bad foods. There was times to eat. There was times not to eat. Um, I, like I said before, my mom was a nurse and my dad actually had, um, a heart attack in his early forties and he actually had a second one a few years later. So my mom really wanted to make sure that the food that we were eating was going to keep us healthy. And so, you know, I was being told like from a very early age, what was healthy and what was not healthy, um, and what was okay to eat and what was not okay to eat. And, um, definitely having these rules about, uh, these rules and ideas of dieting and restriction and that sweets aren't allowed and they're bad for you. Um, so we don't have them in the house. Ideas like that were everywhere, especially in my household. And, you know, I know that they came from a place of love. It was my mom and my, my dad trying to take care of us and keep us healthy, but it did unfortunately cause me to have this, this really frustrating relationship with food where I felt really restricted and where I felt like I couldn't eat the things that I actually wanted to or when I wanted to. And I didn't really, I was never encouraged to listen to my body and to, um, to listen to what it was trying to tell me. So, you know, here I am off at college and I can eat all the things whenever I want. I have a meal plan or a meal pass that I can, that I can use. And I literally like, I went in on that. <laughs> on that cafeteria food, like we actually had really good food. And, you know, I remember just eating like one of everything at every meal because it was just so exciting to have access to that. And, you know, I'm happy that I had that opportunity, but like, you know, it was just, it was a lot. And then what I would do is I would go work out for like two hours every single day. Um, and so it was just really unhealthy. And, and, you know, I remember again, just being so like feeling so off about myself. I was going to, I was attending a fashion program in New York city. So I think it was very normal to compare yourself. Um, but you know, again, just all of my focus was going into, um, how thin I can get, how much weight I'm losing, how my clothes fit. Like that was just, it was so obsessive and it was so frustrating. Um, so eventually I ended up leaving New York city and I transferred to a program here in San Francisco to finish up my bachelor's degree. And in doing that, I got a job at Whole Foods here in the Bay Area. Um, and that was a really transformative experience for me because what happened was it really reignited this interest that I had had previously in nutrition. And so what I was able to do is I was able to start learning about different types of produce and supplements and just like these different 
ideas about health and wellness that I had never heard of before. And I was able to, to learn about them and experience them. And, you know, when I first started that job for a while, I was there for a total of three years. And for a while, it was still all about weight for me. Like, you know, I would, I would hear about like kale and how it's a superfood and everybody's eating it. And I would think about how much weight it could help me lose. Or I would, you know, hear about the supplement and about how it's really great for you. But like, how is it going to help me lose weight? You know, like there was this, there was no, I, there was no, um, like focus on my health or anything preventative or just feeling good or doing good for my body. It was all about my weight. Um, and I think what, what kind of started to happen is I started to make these connections between how the food that you put into your body can be so is, is so crucial to how your body works. And it's a really simple idea that I think a lot of us overlook. And I was just starting to realize, like make those connections and realize that, okay, what I eat and what I put into my body is going to dictate how, you know, it feels and how energized I am. And if I get sick or, you know, if, if I don't get sick. And so it really, it, it helped me make that connection when I would eat, you know, when I would eat certain food and I was choosing certain foods. And I think what that did is it invited me to, to have that respect and connection to my body that I'd never been able to have before. I never knew existed or I never knew was so important. So I really started to focus more on, you know, like on how I was feeling and how I could make my body feel. And, you know, I wanted to feel energized. I wanted to feel good every day. And again, having, you know, my dad having, uh, you know, this heart disease seemingly in my future, um, or at least that's what my dad's side of the family was telling me, or my dad was telling me that this is what you have to look forward to. (laughs) Um, I wanted to take preventative action. So I started to be more mindful about the, what I was eating and, um, and still like slowly my fo- my focus shifted from being all about weight to being all about m- my body and how I feel. And what really started to happen was as I was being more conscious of that, and I was moving in ways that felt good. And I was moving because, you know, I wanted to combat my stress and my anxiety and not because I cared so much about burning calories or losing weight. Um, as I started to make those shifts, I still had these, like these, um, these like roadblocks that came from, you know, doctors and other people I knew. And the way that that looked would be, I would go to a doctor's appointment for something that had nothing to do with anything on the scale. And I would talk to my doctor about, about something, but my weight always got brought up. It was always like, I'd like you to lose this amount of weight. Please look at this Mediterranean diet, you know, look at this thing. And I remember feeling so frustrated because I knew that what I was doing felt really good to me, like the way that I was eating, the way that I was moving, the lifestyle I was living, my behaviors, I felt really good about all of them. And I, and I knew that I was, you know, what a doctor would call healthy. Like I knew that if they would run tests on my blood, that everything would come back looking really good, but yet I was still being judged. And I, there was still such a stigma against me because of my weight and my size, you know, being that like size 10, 12, 14, that was always something that I was up against. And it was really, really irritating to me. And it finally got to a point where I realized that, you know, this is my truth. And, you know, these doctors that I've been putting on pedestals and that I've been feeling like, you know, their opinion is the end all be all and whatever they say goes, like, maybe that's not the truth. You know, maybe, maybe like I need to start trusting myself more and I need to start building that relationship with myself so that I can know, you know, like, that what they're telling me doesn't have to become something, something that I take on, you know, like this, just because this doctor's telling me that I can never be healthy until I lose weight. Like there's not truth in that, you know, like they may feel like that's, 
that's factual and that's something I need to realize. But I know better than that. I know that I can be happy. I can be healthy. I can be beautiful. I can be all the things that I want to be in my body just as the way it wants to be. You know, there's not, there's no like celebration of size diversity or like elements of body acceptance or body positivity in the health industry. And I understand why that is. I understand that there's, you know, all of this backing research that talks about obesity and whatnot that I'll probably get into in a minute because I think it's, it's pretty much BS. Um, and you know, they're just doing what they feel like they know what they've been taught, but I really had to be able to stand up for myself. So what that did is it really continued this journey of wanting to have this relationship with my body for so long. I, Oh my gosh, for so long, I treated my body so poorly. I genuinely hated it. I would have done anything to change it. Um, I starved it. I abused it. I harmed it. I said awful things to it and about it. Um, you know, I just, I, I heard it. I did all the awful things to it and it never gave up on me. And realizing that just made me just put everything in perspective and made me want to love and respect it as much as I can and want to give it the foods that it likes that gives it energy and that makes it feel good and happy and, and, and focused and not anxious. And it just completely shifted the way that I, that I viewed health and wellness. And it really made me realize that, you know, there's not enough conversations being had around, um, around size and health and wellness, because I truly, truly believe that you can't look at somebody and know how healthy they are. I don't think that you can look at somebody who's in a thin body and and be able to say, yeah, that person's really healthy because you have no idea what their habits are, what their behaviors are, how active they are, what they're eating, et cetera. Even somebody with a six pack, you know, I don't think you could look at them and say like, yeah, that person's really healthy because you have no idea the means that it took to get there. Like if they're harmful, if they're synthetic or if they're natural, if they're healthy, you know, like you have no idea what's going on (laughs) beyond that flesh um, and muscle. Just as I know you can't look at a large-bodied person and know that what their habits are either. And I think that too many people think that they can. They look at people who are thin and assume like, oh my gosh, like you don't need to work out because you're already thin and that means that you're healthy. Or they look at somebody who's large-bodied and assume that, oh, you must really have to, you know, you should probably watch what you eat and go to the gym five times a week because, you know, you, you're in this unfortunate situation, you're existing as this unfortunate situation. And it's just like, it's just the biggest BS. So that led me to, to start take care and to start this work that I'm doing and really want to share these messages of how, you know, when you love yourself and accept yourself, it changes everything, it changes the way that you see food, it changes your relationships, it changes your happiness, it changes your success. Everything starts with how you feel about yourself and love yourself and how you accept yourself, in my opinion. Um, And that's what I've realized in my experience and what I've wanted to share with other people. So that is my story. Um, And I want to dive in more into like, like what health and wellness meant to me and um, why I'm so excited for the wellness revolution. And I mentioned it a little bit before, but you know, growing up health and wellness was definitely, it meant thinness. It meant only eating certain foods. It meant working out in a certain way. There was this very narrow definition of what health and wellness was. And I just was constantly told that I was not it. And that reason that I was not it was 100% because of my body um, and nothing else because that was everything that I was being judged on was, excuse me, my physical self. Um, So 
health and wellness to me meant like you have to be a certain size, you have to be within a certain BMI, um, you have to be working out a certain amount, you know, you have to be able to run up the stairs and not be out of breath. Um, you're only eating like vegetables and lean proteins and complex carbs, things like that. Um, that's what healthy meant, health and wellness meant to me growing up. Um, and I think that's, that's what a lot of people had like views that they've had or views that they still have. Um, and that's actually a really important reason that I'm so thankful to be a part of a project like this, because I think those are conversations that need to, to be had to really dispel those stigmas around like what health and wellness is and be able to open it up and say, look, health and wellness has been, has been talked about in the media and in all these different industries. Um, and it's been boiled down to be very narrow and this very small box about, about how you can, you know, like how to be a part of that. Like it's very specific, but I think what's important to realize is that it's not that small, you know, like it's not that small when it comes to the body you have. It's not that small when it comes to the foods you eat. It's not that small when it comes to your lifestyle, there is room for so much more than what is being portrayed. Um, and I think that's, that's become something that's that's just so important for me to discuss and to talk about. Um, and you know, I, like, like I mentioned before, that's hundred percent what, what made me so passionate about health and wellness is, is realizing the connection that it had to, to how I felt and my anxiety and, um, and just to every part of my life, you know, like, um, my stress and just how I felt overall, like how I showed up in my business, how I showed up as a partner, as a friend, just, just feeling like my best self, you know, those things were all really important to me. And I started to notice that just what I did for my body, those things would change, you know, like I would eat certain foods that would make things better. I would eat certain foods that would make things more challenging and, and whatnot. So, um, it just became really interesting to me and something that I really wanted to share. And I think as being, as always living in a larger body and having facing these (laughs) frustrating situations with different people who want to make judgments about, um, what your health looks like, what your wellness looks like, if that's something you even care about, how often you work out, what type of lifestyle that you live based on your body. Um, as somebody who's always been judged, you know, for my body and like been judged about those things, I especially wanted to have, have these conversations to be able to say like, stop doing that, you know, like, and stop thinking that you're not, you can't be healthy or you can't feel good or you can't care about health and wellness because you're not, you know, a size two or four, or, you know, maybe you are a size 10 or 12 or 16 or 20, and you are very interested in nutrition. You're very interested in health and wellness. Don't let anybody tell you that because you're that size, you're not doing it right or you're not doing it well. Like health and wellness is so personal and it's so about you and it's nobody's business how you do that. And it's nobody's business if you do that. If you don't give a shit about health and wellness, you don't have to. That is completely up to you and it's not, it's nobody else's business or responsibility to tell you how you should live your life and what you should be doing. Thank you all so much for listening to the Wellness Revolution podcast. We are truly so grateful for each and every one of you, and we love you all so, so much. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on all the newest episodes. Please leave us a review. Let us know if you liked this episode, if you thought it was helpful, if you thought it was interesting, and let us know what you want to hear from us in the future. We definitely want to hear from you. We want to give you all exactly what you want. And lastly, be sure to connect with us on Instagram. Our handle is the Wellness Revolution Podcast. Take a picture of yourself listening to this episode, snap a screenshot of it on your phone, and be sure to upload it and tag us and tell us that you're listening to the Wellness Revolution Podcast. We love you all, and we will talk to you on the next episode.